Welcome to the Move Through Motivation Podcast, Podcast. where we share stories of struggles to strength, inspiring moments, and encouraging messages to get you through the week. Now here's your host, Matt Olson. What's up, everybody? Wake yourself up. It is Monday morning. It's time for to get fired up with the boys. I'm with my dudes, Matt and John. And today... Hey. Hi. Hey, first of all, hold on. say hello, John. Hi. I feel like I'm the dictator in this one, and I don't like it because you guys look at me. I'm still... every He's time. at least the first four letters of that. <laughs> I always feel like, like there's no reason for you to look at me. During this whole entire thing, and you look at me the whole, I feel like you're looking into my soul, and you don't need to do that, dude. I, I'm staring Just into your eyes. Talking to the mic. I'm staring, I'm staring into your eyes as we do this, and it's becoming a little bit easier for me to do this, because we used to do it in the car, and now we don't do it in the car, so we're sitting in, a, in John's casa, and we quiet everybody down, we get to talk and chat, and we're, we're fired up for it. So, um, welcome to Monday, and today what I want to discuss, because... Let's just talk about how we come up with topics. It's usually I have an idea, and these guys are like, ah, mm, ah, mm. but today I want to talk about dreams. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. As John would say, I don't understand. I got stuff to do. Let's get this. Let's get it. Let's get, let's get this party started. No, I want to talk today about when you were a kid, what was your dream you wanted to be when you get big? And when you didn't reach that dream, how old were you when reality set in? My dream was to have an amazing wife, and my dream has come true. And so I can, I can go at any time now. Wow. That was... That was the, you hit sincere. the wrong one. You hit the wrong one. That, that was, was the last one. That, you were supposed to be a celebration. Celebration one, man. I hit the celebration one. Honest. That was a celebration. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think you just try to get bonus points there, okay, John Lamb? <laughs> <laughs> and we called you on that bluff, all right? No. no. What I was your have, dream when you were... Amazing when you were? I know you have an amazing wife. I don't know what she's doing with you, but she's an amazing wife. I don't know. Uh, listen to me. At 10 years old, what do you want to be? Hmm... I mean, what'd you want to be when you're growing up, kid? Baseball player, runner, I don't know. Firefighter. Firefighter. Yeah. Really? Yep. And when did that stop? I wanted to drive that big old truck. Really? Yep. When did your dream of becoming a firefighter stop? And like When I found out I didn't like running and training <laughs> as hard as they train. Uh, no, thank you. So, so the academy scared you away? Oh, yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. But you were in shape when you were in high school. I was in shape, but I, I didn't like running, you know? Like when we had to run the track and stuff in, in PE class, uh, I'd, I'd run the straights and, and run the curves or whatever it was to get a C. <laughs> whatever I had to do, just, just pass, you know? So let me ask you a question here. You don't want to do that because of running. Now, does the 41-year-old John tell the 10-year-old or 14-year-old John who didn't want to become a firefighter because of running saying that was just a parents like it would change your mentality if you knew you could do it or what would it be yeah I'd, would i mean now if it, i because you walked more I, this year than train then i knew you know. i could do it back then i just didn't enjoy doing it really? i didn't enjoy i don't enjoy running now so the idea of being a firefighter was good but the work to get there you didn't want to do it the journey to get there you didn't want to do it yeah okay all right and then so you realize this at what age though high school mm -hmm. 
Yeah, high school when I figured out how hard it was to actually be firefighter. firefighter. Yeah, Matt. Oh man, I always wanted to do movies. That was my thing. Like make movies. Like make movies. So you're yeah. living the dream. Well, I haven't made a movie, but well, you made documentaries or no? Yeah, but movie movies like features. So you still want to do that? Still, yeah. Okay, so you want to do a lifetime movie on? Uh, you no, know, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Hey, that's how hey, you end your career. Hey man, well, I wasn't even talking about myself, and all you got is oh no, no, no. This is how ideas go in this company. By the way, I bring them an idea, and they go no, 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 shot down immediately. What's the biggest? What's the biggest uh, video or feature you've ever done? Yeah. Hmm. That's tough. I never really go and check, see what the statistics are once it's done. Um, I don't know if if Metallica or Muse would be. Oh, well, I would biggest, say Metallica. Metallica. Probably in not, terms of not like viewed, but maybe like biggest uh, overall popularity. Popularity, yes. Probably. That's probably the biggest then. Metallica is a bigger band than Muse, yes. Uh, well, maybe if not you've heard, been around a lot longer, if you've heard of Metallica, but I've never heard of the Muse, I probably heard of their song, but I've never. Unbelievable, Matt. Can you sing a song that what, what song Muse sings? A popular one. Ready? Go. <laughs> yeah, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't want to sing. He didn't want to sing there. I just wanna. I don't know what song it is. So behind the camera. Behind That's the camera. Oh yeah. <laughs> no activity. What video did you do for Metallica? Uh, I actually did two for them. Um. Oh man! Enter the Sandman. No, it's off their most recent album. Um, oh really? Honestly, I couldn't even tell you what the names of them are. Uh, something of Butterfly, or no, Moth to a Flame. Moth to a Flame. I was gonna say. That's I'm pretty sure Metallica doesn't have one that's called <laughs> Butterfly. You never know. <laughs> uh, and then there was another one like Dream Something. Mm. Yeah. Right on top. Moth and Two Flame. Good job, dude. And what was the other one you said? Something about dream. Dreams. Dream no more? Yeah, probably. Yeah, right there, buddy. It's uh, You did it. Okay. Do you like that because of the people it would touch or the creative side behind of, of doing it? What is it? Um, For me, it's the creative side. I don't really care. I mean, I get excited sometimes when it's, you know, somebody that I, I enjoyed or grew up listening to, that kind of thing. Um, but it's more the creative side of it, honestly. And for all this stuff we've done, it's been a very small crew, which isn't a standard thing. Um, so to, to basically be the entire camera department yourself and do everything yourself, um, it just makes it feel like more of an accomplishment. Instead of just having a whole cast of characters, like cutting, editing, right? Yeah, like I mean, you, you have a huge crew who's doing everything. Like most camera guys don't even pick up a camera. That's how a real crew happens. What do you mean? They have assistant camera operators. Really? Assistant camera operators are the ones who lug it around, carry it, and then they throw it up on your shoulder or on your tripod. And then you film You just it. operate. Really? Yep. So you basically have interns running around holding your cameras till you need to say action, and then you get that. Pretty much. Oh. But then when you made the videos, did you just catch the film and then edit it, or you just took the picture? Who How'd uses you, film work? anymore? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, yeah, so basically Matt is our director, and we are the, the grunts of this yeah. company. Yeah, I feel like Matt tells Pretty me much. what to do. 
No, no, no. no. You're no, talking no, about no. me? Yeah, mm. you, Matt. I don't have a camera, though. I'm not a camera guy. Yeah, but we hook everything up. We do I don't know how to do it, though. You're hey, outside listen, on calls. Listen, uh, we were on, uh, we tried to do a, a first roadie uh, call in, and it wasn't me that I didn't know how to do it. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm pretty sure he didn't know how to do it. I yeah. think it turned out pretty dang good, though. I figured yeah. it out, didn't I? <laughs> Anyways, so Matt, you really have followed your dream in the sense of you're still pursuing that dream. I have, right? yeah. So like, where is John? Never give up. I like that. I, I think that resiliency will, you know, pay off. And you know what's crazy is it may not happen the way you want it to, like a, a, a documentary. I think you could do one. I just personally think you could do a documentary on what you've done in your um, pro- professional life behind the camera of what you've seen and what you've done. I just don't know how that gets put into um, a production. It doesn't. I, I, but I think it, <laughs> here's what I'll tell you. And I'm just speaking out of, I, I've said this publicly. I said this, Matt is one of the most creative guys that I've ever seen artistically behind that camera. And when you put something from behind the camera to what he puts on a screen, I, I'll tell you a funny story. Okay. And, and I tell this Matt all the time. Our first video that came out in January, 20, uh, oh, 2020, no. I, I was like, it was like watching Jurassic Park come out. Like that, that's how big it was to me. There was a countdown. I was so excited. And I called everybody. If you were a friend of mine, you got a text that said, hey, at 7 p.m. tonight, cl- tune in to YouTube because we are going to launch this video. It, and I think I, I enjoyed watching you like direct that thing and how you had to set up and it was a long day and you know, all the edits and the talks and the mic. I mean, I got emotional when we went and did the talk over on it um, because of the creative process. Cause you don't really see that. You just see the end product. And so I always tell Matt, he's a, he's a rock star behind that camera. And when he puts it on film or from camera to screen, it is a masterpiece. I mean, I, and I would, I would say that I'm, I, I'm very impressed. You definitely what, cried. I did. I did. And your wife was there. We, here's a funny story. His wife was his, uh, his wife, Colette and, and John, we were in there and we were editing and he goes, I'm going to show you a little piece of it, but don't get too excited. And he shows us and I just start bawling. Like, and I tell you, I ball because it was something that started in 2017, 2016, or my whole life really about how I had manifested that we were going to do something big in the sense of touching people around the world. And I think we are just at the cusp of even not even tickling that, you know, just it's exciting for our adventures we're on, what we're doing, how we're helping communities, how we're trying to change the world in a positive direction with the the benefit of the people and communities coming together and getting stronger together. So, and we're just getting started. And I, I, I have the same passion I had. So that's your dream? I'll tell you what my dream was. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a baseball player. And at uh, 14, I realized that was not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I realized I was not the greatest baseball player in the world. And, uh, it, and when they went on strike, it really stopped me from pursuing a dream. And I, I mean, that was literally my dream was to become a baseball player up until 14. Going on strike is what did it for you? That ended and your career? Here's what I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you what, in my career, coaches. And I'm going to tell you this right now. For all you coaches out there, you guys have a lot of influence on young men and, and I would girls. S- 
and girls and girls, but I, I can't speak for girls, but I, they do have a, a lot of influence on young, young children. Let's call it. And you have that impact to make them either keep pursuing their dreams or crush them or kill it. And, and, but here's what I'll tell you. And I'm, I'm, I'm this is now we're kind of diverting real quick, but it's okay. Dream crushing done by coaches is bad. There's a difference between reality and, and that, but when you are in, in the development of young kids, you have a responsibility to make sure that they're working hard, getting things done. And, you know, but too often I see coaches just destroy kids, destroy them, their mentality. They break them down um, to where they, they second guess themselves instead of it being a sport and getting better. Coaches have su- some of the most influential things in my life were said to me by my coach. A coach told me once, that's why you don't play. I won't say his name, but he told me that's why you don't play. Now, I did everything I was supposed to do, followed the rules, did everything I was supposed to do, met all the expectations, but then was told that's why you don't play. And it was because talent overcame what I was. Now, my boys got a line lesson about this. I told them about my coach. And I told them, you respect your coaches because they're adults and you do that. But at the same time, like, you don't question a coach. You listen to a coach. You respect them. But understand that their coach does not have a lifelong impact on what you want to be. It's just for that time you're in there with that season. I took the lessons that I took in the sport, though, and took it to life. I was the fastest guy on my football team on the sideline. Yeah, let me rewind this that. I was the fastest guy on the football team on the sideline. And I realize now, 40 years, 30 years later, that I wasn't meant to be the best football player in the world. My job was to encourage the guys on the sideline to be better football players. So I was not a cheerleader because I put a uniform on. But I could have been a cheerleader because I had a uniform on and I was cheering for him. So I look back now and I said, I'm following my dream right now. I am doing exactly what I did when I was a 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kid with no athletic talent. Yeah, cheering people on. I, Encouraging people. I, I would say, I would say, yeah, you call cheering leotard. people encourage in, in a leotard. Yeah. Not not in a cheer uniform. Um, I just I got this image of doing Sherry doing cheerleading now. <laughs> I just can't get it out of my head. Doing pom poms. Yeah. But but I, I will say I'm gonna go back to this real quick. Coaches, you got a big responsibility and don't take that job lightly because you develop kids to be uh, stronger men and women in the future. And I have a lot of talks with youth coaches about this. Like your impact on them is so important to bigger than just the game. Yeah. It's bigger than the game. And so coaches, I challenge you. Take your job seriously. It's not just something you'd say, I check in and go get paid for it. You are impacting young men and young women's life for their lives. For so, sure. And, and so, like with I said, as I'm following my dream. My dream was I want to be a baseball player. It doesn't happen. My dream is to connect with people as I look now. I'm doing that with the job that I have that pays my mortgage, um, selling tweezers around the world. I, somebody would say, what do you do? I say, I sell tweezers around the world, sell tweezers. And it's in our opening video, right? It's a very important thing to me. What I do for my job that feeds my family. Yeah, but you don't only 
just sell tweezers. I know that, but the majority of things I that, that passionate about what I say, it's the easiest way to icebreak what I do. That's why he's so bald. <laughs> I pulled all my hair out. Um, but no, I, I I get to spend time with people and encourage them to to work with me and understand like the companies I deal with. Like I get to develop new ideas and new production techniques and new things to make life better for certain people and the products they make for other people. And so with doing that and now with moving through motivation, guess what I get to do? Talk to more people. I get to encourage them. I get to push, motivate, um, give them an internal strength to get better. And I love waking up every morning to do that. Yeah. Downfall to that. I see it. Downfall to that. I get drained. <laughs> eight thirty at night, and I would say that the shoot, not even eight thirty sometimes. Yeah, six thirty, seven thirty. It might, but I will say that doing that takes a toll on certain things, and I got to watch how I do that. And I, 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 what I mean when I say that is my personal relationship, my deep, like with my family. Sometimes I over try to motivate other people, but sometimes forget to the balance feature with the family, right? Like I'm so high to get everybody hyped up. I'm harder on my family to get stronger. Well, I'm preaching motivation and my kids will check me on it. They're like, dad, you're supposed to be a motivator. You're yelling at us. Or my wife's like, not very motivating the way you're talking to us. And I got to check myself, <laughs> right? Like I, I, and at the time when she's telling me that, I'm like, what are you talking about? I do motivate people. I, I got to stop. How am I doing it in the most interpersonal relationships I have? Am I practicing what I'm preaching, right? Talk about health and fitness. Talk about pushing yourself. But sometimes I got to check my own self. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one thing. But following- Check yourself before you wreck, wreck yourself. yourself. That's right. Check yourself. I would say that if you're in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, in your young age, follow your dream. And if in the pursuit of your dream- you don't make it, the characteristics that you learned in that journey, use that for your next bout in life, right? I didn't, I wanted to be a professional baseball player, couldn't make the cut, but I took the lessons I learned being a teammate, the process of what it took to be on the team. And I used that, applied that when I joined the military. Yeah. I used that, applied that when I worked for a small business. I used that when I went through and did many adventures in the world from previous life experiences. So don't kill dreams. Use your lessons you learned in that in pursuit of that dream. He wears such tight pants. It's like he never quit baseball. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> and when I was younger, you had to wear tight pants. Okay. You had to wear tight pants. Guys, we love you guys. Um, thank you for listening with us. Make sure you like, subscribe, uh, go to we do it on spot what Matt, what what platform? We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google, uh, Google Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere podcasts are. That we you exist. Just look for a move through motivation. We hope you have a blessed week. Crush it. Don't let anybody chase that dream or tell you you can't reach that dream. Just get after it. Let's go, fam. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Move Through Motivation podcast. podcast. We hope you were encouraged and inspired by today's message. For more information about us and our upcoming events, visit movethroughmotivation.com.